Welcome to Adam Studio for today's Belgian Taxation Reforms podcast episode. We have our member Stephen Rybay, managing partner of Rybay and Company from Massonneau in Belgium. He is a certified public accountant, chartered accountant, member of the Board of Antwerp Association of Accountants, auditors, bookkeepers. His expertise is into auditing, statutory audits, due diligence, forensic auditing, IFRS, EC grants, etc. Also, corporate structuring, mergers and demergers. Financial engineering, litigation consulting, business evaluation. Welcome to the show, Stephen. No, uh, hello. So we know that uh, Belgium is a region with a foreign-owned firm accounting for around 28% of value in the current sector. And according to one of the recent reports, it stands 15th in entrepreneurship. Is it financially viable to open a startup in Belgium? Uh, in order to be competitive on an international context, Belgian authorities have decided to set up a tax reform. They call it uh, the tax shift, which implies a reduction of the work cost and also a reduction of the corporate income tax uh, level. This reform has started in uh, 2015 by reducing the cost on work. Uh, since 2017, the reform has been focused on a decrease of the corporate tax rates and abolishing a number of complex deductions. Okay. So my next question is, barriers of entry can be reduced for a company in many ways, right? So you are an accounting and taxation expert. Has there been any significant reforms in taxation to bring the barriers down? Yes, uh, the tax reform in Belgium introduced several tax measures spread out over a period of three years. Some have been up and running while some are still have to be launched. Some of Mm -hmm. them are uh, reform of the corporate income tax regime in Belgium, uh, reform of the Belgian company law and related tax adjustments, the tax consolidation regime, implementation of DAC 6, which is still pending, and the reform of the Cayman tax, etc. etc. So l- let's discuss them in detail because I think you're the best person to tell us all about it. Because for any entrepreneur, it is highly essential to understand the taxation updates to avoid risk and get benefited from. So the first one being reform of corporate income tax, CIT regime in Belgium. Could you tell us more about this reform? Yes, uh, at the end of 2017, the corporate income tax re- regime was reformed by the corporate tax reform law of uh, the 25th of December 2017, which has been re- amended and supplemented by Reparation Act uh, of July uh, 2018. The tax measures that are applicable as a financial year starting of the 1st of January 2018 and later include the lower uh, corporate in- uh, income tax rates, a minimum tax base and a 100% participation exemption, modified conditions in order to claim the exemption of capital gains on shares, reimbursement of paid paid up capital subject to withholding tax to the extent that taxable reserves are deemed to be distributed, modified calculation of the notional interest deduction rate and so on. That's great, but can we expect any further reduction in the CIT rate in coming years, maybe by 2020? Uh, the European Anti-Tax Avoidance Directive measures um, that also tax consolidation will be put into place. So uh, we deem that uh, after 2020, starting uh, the 1st of January, uh, there will be further, furthermore reductions in the corporate income tax rate uh, for uh, a new, uh, more economic permanent establishment concept will, will come into play. 
Uh, the distinct taxation for insufficient director's fees has been retroactively abolished, so now Belgium is even more competitive. Wow, that, that's a good news for Belgium and uh, all the aspiring business entrepreneurs then. So, uh, coming to the next reform, so reform of Belgian company law and uh, related tax adjustments, does it include any accounting rules a Belgian company should apply? Uh, yes, because uh, Belgium had a very complex and very ancient company law, they uh, replaced it uh, by a new company law since uh, the act of the 23rd of March 2019. Um, so uh, this law reduces the number of types of companies, which while providing for the abolishment of the notion of capital, because in the past we only had the real capital. It also consolidates mm -hmm. the switch from the head office theory to the registered seat theory. This means that the seat as set down in the company's articles of association determines the place where the company has its seat. Uh, the Belgian companies in the association code is implemented by a new decree, which contains, among others, also the changes uh, in accounting rules so they comply with the new concept of capital. So, talking about then the objective of the Act of 17 March 2019 was to ensure the fiscal neutrality without changes to substance. How was this objective realized? Uh, this act identifies companies with ca corporate capital and companies without capital. It also includes a new uh, definition of the notions of capital and paid-up capital. The notion of capital will refer to the company's equity as it is determined under Belgium or foreign legislation, to which the with company concert is subject to, to the extent that it is formed by contributions in cash or in kind uh, other than industrial inputs. As a regards to the company's nationality, from a tax point of view, the rule will remain the real seat theory, as it was in the past, whereas the general rule in the company law will become the registered office. Consequently, new definitions of companies, resident companies and foreign companies are introduced in the Belgium Income Tax Code to put everything in order again. Changes are also brought with regard to repurchases of own shares, mergers, demergers and other restructuring operations. Mm -hmm. Foreign companies or any taxable person receiving profits via a Belgium establishment will also incur new accounting obligations. So, coming to our third reform, I guess, how implementation of the tax consolidation regime helps Belgian companies in compensating taxable profits with current year tax losses? Yeah, the cons uh, consolidation regime has been introduced into Belgium, one of the last in Europe. Uh, in the, for starting from uh, the 1st of January 2019 and is also known as Group Contribution. Uh, it's about the same system that they have in Sweden. Under this tax consolidation regime, if certain conditions are fulfilled, such as, amongst others, you have a 90% direct shareholding that's needed. Uh, this can also be done through uh, a European uh, parent company, which is in the same uh, economic, uh, European economic area. Uh, the measure is also limited to group companies, so you have to be that have been affiliated for at least uh, five years. And some companies, such as investment companies or uh, real estate companies, are excluded. So, the scope of the tax consolidation regime is limited to certain qualifying companies and subject to various conditions, as I understand. So, in order to benefit from the tax consolidation regime, what do the group companies concerned have to do? Uh, the group uh, companies must compensate each other for the tax burden of the group contribution, as a result of which the tax consolidation is financially neutral on a group level. Transferred taxable profits can only be offset against current year tax losses and not against carried uh, forward tax losses, carried forward tax losses from the past. 
in order to benefit, they have to conclude a so-called group contribution agreement that meets several conditions. But has there been any reform to bridge the information gap between taxpayers and tax authorities? Because bridging the gap between these two is very much important. Yeah, on May uh, 20, on 25th of May 2018, the Council of the European Union has formally adopted a new directive as regards mandatory automatic exchange of information in the field of taxation in relation to reportable cross-border arrangements. It's called Tax uh, 6. Tax 6 aims at bringing the information gap between taxpayers and tax authorities by installing a mandatory disclosure obligation for cross-border arrangements and transactions that fall within one of the hallmarks. Under Tax 6, the reportable information will be disclosed to the international tax authorities shared between tax authorities of the EU member and will also be partially accessible by the EU Commission. But it's still not really in place in Belgium yet. So, uh, coming to our last reform, so what does reform of the same tax mean? Uh, the Cayman Tax is a taxation regime implemented in 2015 in the Belgian Income Tax Code. The regime introduces a tax transparency of certain legal constructions that have been set up or that have been held by Belgian private individual tax residents um, concerning that uh, the legal structure construction a distinction is made between three categories the trust and other structures without legal personality then we have foreign entities with legal personality that are subject to an effective tax rate of less than 15 percent calculated to the rules of Belgium income tax law and a third are uh, the others uh, which are also considered as being a, a type 1 or type 2 legal construction. Um, okay. mm -hmm. the, regarding the type 2 legal constructions, two royal decrees with additional guidance were published in 2015 and also uh, the affirmant royal decrees were recently amended due to which the scope of application to the Cayman tax is uh, broadened to more companies and more private individuals. Oh, okay, that, that was an insightful information, I believe, uh, Steven. So finally, we would uh, also like to know about your company, Steven. You're the managing partner, so tell us a bit about your company as well. Uh, a Belgian company, we are about 30 persons. We have three locations in Belgium. Uh, we're located near Antwerp, that's our main company uh, site, that's in Massenhoven. Then we have, of course, a site in Brussels. As a, because it's the capital of our country and the capital of Europe. And then we have also our location in Ghent, which is near the seaside, because there's also an important port there. Mm -hmm. So what are your um, key services that you provide to... Uh, we um, provide uh, compliance work, of course. We like uh, give work. Uh, we also give advice regarding the corporate structuring internationally and nationally. Uh, we help people plan uh, their economic growth uh, within Belgium and outside Belgium because most of the Belgium, Belgium is quite small so most of our clients go outside of Belgium going abroad and we assist them in finding the correct partners uh, to work with on accounting, legal and uh, payroll services. So your clients are not just restricted to Belgium but international audience, um, international clients are welcome, is it? Yes, and we also have a lot of clients coming into to, uh, to Belgium we service. We help them to, to set up payroll services in Belgium and also provide company seats and help them to uh, choose the correct company structure for doing business in Belgium. Great, Stephen. So you have been a member of Adam Global um, from quite a lot of time now. So any final words to our audience, your experience or your suggestions? I think uh, being part of an uh, international network is important, even for sure for accountants, because we need to help our clients finding their way 
in all other countries which are uh, sometimes the same but still very different and i think adam global can assist us in that way to provide the best service to our clients that's wonderful steven wonderful so it was great having you with us to connect with steven join us on www.adamglobal.com to all our adam podcast listeners we have more speakers coming soon on the platform and our podcasts are available on five different platforms radio public spotify breaker google podcast and anchor Follow us on all our social media channels and stay tuned until next time. Thank you.